0: Hello and welcome back to the Comic Books Matter podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me today is another very special guest. Uh, they are Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Stan, Destroyer of Chairs, Fan of All and Fan of None, Uppercarts PR coordinator Chris Compendio. Chris, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Have I destroyed
0: chairs? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> see, that that's like a deep, a weird, deep cut because I just like, I love the video of you running around Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I chairs
0: say, this game's all right.
1: Yeah, no, I just like breaking game worlds. Uh like if if a game lets me do it, I just I just want to mess around with it. Um, it it's better when the game worlds are empty so you can just
0: see how much little this matters, all these
1: extra details. Right. But in that specific case, like I was in a crowded area and no one really gave a, a hoot. <laughs> if you want if you want to curse, by the way, you can. I don't want to try <laughs> to sense <censor> you. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Knock down those chairs. Very um, fine.
0: But Chris, again, thank you for being on. I'm excited to have an episode with you. I'm excited for the book you brought <laughs> brought today, because I never thought in a million years anybody would bring this book. <laughs> um, so to kind of jump right into it, the book Chris brought, uh, the series, is the JLA Avengers crossover by Kurt Busiek and George Prez.
1: Or Avengers JLA, depending on which <laughs> issue number. Uh, yeah. You Was know, us switch on and off, because equality, I guess, is important. I I, um, I wonder how that deal got
0: written. It's like, who gets the top billing in the first issue?
1: <laughs> right, yeah.
0: Who's putting up the most money for this?
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's 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 kind of been a really interesting, but it's a stupid thing that I'm interested in, especially when it comes to, say, movie posters. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's a, mostly a contractual thing.
0: Yeah, and that's and what it feels like, because movie he, posters are so awful at it.
1: Totally. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about... Um, Ah, uh, towering inferno. Hmm. Uh, with oh my god, who was in that movie? I already forget. Um, I think it was Paul Newman, and I'm I'm typing. Sorry if you hear. Oh, you're fine. More noise, but it's Paul Newman, and Steve McQueen, and because they're both like huge actors, it's like who's going to get first billing? So the compromise was that Steve McQueen is all the way on the left, the first okay. one on from the left, but Paul Newman. His name is up higher. Gotcha. That- <laughs> so it's like okay, so like you know, Avengers JLA being uh, issue four mm-hmm. with like the cool Superman holding Mjolnir and yeah. Cap Shield. Like that's 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 the coolest cover. Like yeah. that's the that's the that's the that's the Cap right there. Uh, no pun intended. Um, and you know it. What semantics? Uh, and this is what two thousand three, two thousand four.
0: Yeah, it's 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 later than I thought it was because I always think when I think of Kurt Music and George Perez, I just think of the nineties, right? In the eighties, because that's where I, right. I feel like their uh, strides were in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like not last decade. Gosh, time sucks. Um, but uh, yeah, early two thousands and uh, it's a, it's super fa- it's just a super fascinating book like there is a lot of weird things in that book
1: <laughs> totally uh that i haven't read
0: crazy. it i've read it since i bought it so rereading it with like a conscious brain of what the world is and like mm-hmm. characters and stuff and the lore it's it's just bizarre what they pulled off in of that book
1: and they do it well totally yeah, yeah. i i think um i I've, I've reread this so many times um, so much so that, like, I, I pulled it out of my shelf in preparation for this, and I didn't even need to open it up. because I was like, "Oh, I remember everything that happened in this." And I feel I think I read this for the first time in a in like an in between period of me kind of shifting my uh, preferences, I guess, between the two behemoths, mm-hmm. because I was very much into the DC animated universe. Okay specifically specifically justice league um i think i got into batman the animated series a little too late yeah um so i think i think i'm to batman beyond and static shock first and then justice league was just kind of my thing uh justice league unlimited even better like i think it's it's so it holds up even better for me as an adult because it just really revels in a lot of a lot of deep cuts you know yeah uh like i think the booster gold episode is my favorite episode from that show
0: that that's like one of the greatest things about that show is at some point
1: every character that you love will show up in there yeah totally except for plastic man for for presumably copyright reasons but yeah but i I feel (laughs) like did we get him eventually in um in brave and the bold we do. Yeah, I, be- I believe Tom Kenny voiced him, which is literally the perfect
0: choice. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the perfect um, show for a Plastic Man character.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. What, um, what's super
0: fascinating about the crossover um, is the teams that were on it too
1: because it was mm-hmm.
0: like the Grant Morrison JLA at the time and then the Avengers. I don't know really the team, like who was writing the Avengers at the time but mm-hmm. George Prez and um, Kurt Busiek were the ones who wrote the re- Avengers reboot when all the heroes came back.
1: Right. And that right. was like a
0: huge run for them when that happened. So it's cool that they got that creative team together too.
1: Yeah. I am totally depending on you for context, by the way, because. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's fine.
0: <laughs> um, but my question is, how did you, first, did you get into comics in this way? But then how did you find this book in particular?
1: I barely remember, but I'm pretty sure that I just found this at like a, um, I think I found issue two first. I believe I found, I don't know if it was in a shop or at a convention, but um, this was like early high school. So this was like early 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't really gotten into that many comic books. I think the ones that I had, uh, my dad had um, the death of Superman. Yeah. I think that was like the first story that I, that I read because he just had it. And that was like his favorite one um what a, what a book to be the first book you get exposed right isn't that like it's crazy <laughs>
0: every page is a two-page spread all drawn mm-hmm. by dan jurgens uh molt superman yeah
1: it's, um it's a crazy book <laughs> totally and then I, I i i don't remember if i bought it or if my dad bought it but i i had a little book they had like a number of assorted stories but it was uh jla strength in numbers and it was just like more like a collection of different stories uh so it was like it was when the name jla came
0: yeah yeah um
1: there was like this there was part of that was like part of an arc where superman was like fucking chrome (laughs) which i didn't know the context of that at the time was was
0: that the um was that like the blue the light like yes yeah yes he got split in two because the sun went out right
1: yeah um Uh, Prometheus was a villain in one of those oh, stories. Oh, yeah. That's, he has a great yeah. villain, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was. Yeah, Prometheus shows up in JLA Avengers really briefly and he gets his ass handed to him by Cap. Which um, is good because,
0: I mean, honestly, Prometheus is like a great villain, but
1: also the worst villain. <laughs> oh, sir. Yeah. No, he, he did some pretty fucked up stuff. But to be fair. He was pretty fucked up too. Yeah. He like, had yeah, like, yeah, like a fucking like um fucking body and Clyde parents um, Yeah, and watched
0: them, Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah fucking it's, wild. It's it's like
0: breaking bad Batman, but also Batman oh, sure. can't control yeah. his
1: emotions fully. Yeah. Um so this was kind of <sighs> I don't think I was fully into the MCU yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if I got this like 2009-ish, like I might have like liked Iron Man, and I don't think I'd seen Thor or Cap yet. Okay. Um. So this was kind of new to me, and like, and it's weird because like I st- again. I started with issue two, mm-hmm. so like it begins with them fighting. <laughs> um, and to me, it was uh, naive me was interested in the power level comparison. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at like the the big old spread, when you look at the cover, it's like, who's fighting each other, like Thor and Superman are fighting, Hercules and Wonder Woman are fighting, Cap's fighting Batman, Hawkeye and Green Arrow are at a distance shooting (laughs) arrows from each other. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, you know, like the Wasp is fucking destroying the atom, um, which is hilarious to me. and then after that, once I started to get a better hold of these characters, like actually, I think this miniseries was my introduction to Vision. Mm, um that's I a did great not way. know who Vision was before this. Um, then I got more interested in the ideological differences and the conceptual differences between Marvel and DC. Because um the thing is when people think of Marvel versus DC, they think of you know marvel versus dc yeah yeah <laughs> i like, him um and that that was like what like a limited like what would you call that like a event mini series or something like
0: yeah i don't know how many issues the main series was but everybody talked about the, the spin-offs and stuff
1: right yeah like the the amalgam amalg- yeah. uh, amalgamated universe yeah um, that that's always what people keep talking about right yeah and but like the the core marvel versus dc is just like uh, fans voting on who would win in a fight, mm-hmm. um, and it, it was like t- didn't like. I feel like Wolverine beat Lobo or something ridiculous like that, and like other on- really stupid things. And
0: yeah, this. honestly, I don't know much about the f- voting thing, but that wouldn't surprise me just because of how terrible character Lobo is in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. I mean, he he's a great design. I oh, mean, not the
0: best written in any time he shows up. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, and then yeah, I I have some amount of. Uh, amalgam stuff. Like I have, um, uh, the Amazonian. Well, I forget what her name is, but she's like the combination of uh, Storm and Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, don't, don't uh, they kind of? I think they just call her Amazon Warrior, which is uh... probably a yeah, great name. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's uh, great.
1: Ten out of ten. Yeah, good job. Uh, I got I got X Patrol, which is X Men and Two Patrol, <laughs> um, and I think I have. A Dark Claw issue lying around hmm. somewhere which is Batman and Wolverine yeah um, and uh, I I know of some other ones like I think I think Doctor Strange Fate is one of them which is a great name actually
0: yeah I think um, X-Patrol is pretty good too and I mm-hmm. like that they actually put the two teams together that are kind of parodies of each other
1: yeah um, these were one shots right yeah yeah yeah, um, and I, I, I wonder how that deal went. And I wonder how this deal came together, because this is a much more meatier story. Like, there, there is a story. And, <laughs> and in a way, if they really wanted to, it could have such ramifications for each continuity. I mean, my understanding is that, uh, you know, spoilers for the end, but like, what's his name? Krona? Cro- uh, yeah. Um, turns into a cosmic egg. Mm-hmm. That egg comes back. Yeah, in the Justice League uh, comics, is my understanding like oh, this, this the fucking Crime Syndicate or whatever? Like the like the like you know, Ultraman and those dudes, they get fucking destroyed in the yeah. first pages of issue yeah. one. When I read that, I'm like, I know they come back, like, yes, literally l- like a decade later, easily. <laughs> like, yeah, l- well, like my my understanding is then coming back, like has ramifications. <laughs> like, yeah. this actually, like, 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 you know, the cold open, which is like to show how dire things are, actually comes back later in the DC continuity, of course. Um, rip
0: the crime syndicate,
1: too, dying like uh, a dozen times in the comic books. Oh, that's really funny. Um, right, yeah, so, so then it got to um, what makes... Marvel and DC unique at their core because Mm -hmm. it's a lot of you know there's the parallels with the you know the the fighting matchups and whatnot but then there is the this is how the world operates this is how um, society views these superheroes and they're very different and it all culminates in the climax where like (laughs) Or like like Corona is like literally trying to shove the universes together, like physically mm-hmm. shove two earths together and they are incompatible. It does not get any more overt and less subtle than that. And then like the end like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but like Yeah, you're fine. Um, but like the ends, they they kind of like, you know, they literally salute each other and they're like, yeah, we got our differences, but you know what? We're good with each other. Like we we totally have an understanding of what's going on. And having Superman and Cap as like the North and South Pole like yeah. ideology and mm-hmm. just kind of like butting heads to me is just fascinating. And I think if you kind of want to look at what defines both of these brands, having them class together is like a really interesting way to go about that.
0: Yeah. And that, and that first issue uh, in particular too, I feel like and then compare it to the last issue, but in that first issue, they really show the moral differences or the ideology, uh, what's the word? ideology of the two worlds and how different they are um, when mm-hmm. they both start to cross over. And then when you compare it to the last issue, it shows you how the companies see each other in a lot of ways.
1: Cause, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Because
0: a lot of people always talk about how Marvel and DC hit each other and they're always trying to compete, which I find it fascinating that people put personalities to companies, but that's a whole other...
1: The I'm story. sure the I'm sure the executives hate each other. They
0: might, but I I, I remember though there was that when DC moved from the New York based to Burbank based in California, yeah. there was a whole thing where Marvel wrote them an open letter saying we're gonna miss you. Um, I mm-hmm. think they had like a going away party for DC, like because there there are two companies that at one point were definitely hating each other. Like there's a whole backstory <laughs> that we could get into right. there, but in the modern age, I think they're very much. On equal footing with each other and they respect each other. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, I love I love the first issue so much for the what it's trying to say about each world. And I don't remember who said it, but I've stolen this from them. It's but I'm not gonna credit them. I'm uh, not credit them, I'm not gonna credit myself with it because I've <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, but the whole idea is that the Marvel characters are people you can relate to, even if they are superpower, they are people who grew up in your neighborhoods, right? Yeah. They grew up on those streets. And then the DC characters—they are just gods. They are gods that live mm-hmm. among us, and they're trying their best to save you. Yes, uh, they show that so clearly in that first issue.
1: Yes, and the way, the way Supes and Cap are able to kind of spin that in their own like mm-hmm. kind of cynical ways, is that um, Cap views the DC heroes as tyrants, mm-hmm. um, as as like idols, like demanding to be worshipped. They have movie deals, museums, um, yeah. and soup. Just like yo, you like your place good as shit. Yeah. You guys suck. Look how You, they treat you could you. do better here. Like, why aren't you doing better? Yeah, look at fucking Doctor Doom here with his own goddamn nation. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a there is a part here where Batman beats up the Punisher off panel he's like he's like <laughs> i think it was
0: fun it was either flash or green lantern whoever was paired up with them like you didn't really have to take the time to take out that drug
1: dealer was that like, was plastic man actually oh, plastic,
0: yeah it's like yeah he's like uh, but uh i'm glad you did or whatever but i also like that plastic man felt like at home at the moment when he was there. i guess was like, so
1: yeah it's like well, this say- feels natural he says, drug dealers never could stand them, even back when I was a crook. And then like, he's like, well, better get back. And he turns around, and Batman's beating the shit out of Frank Castle.
0: Yeah. And
1: he, he later says, um, do you follow the plan, or do you spend 20 minutes beating up some loon in Kevlar to save some drug dealers? Um, yeah. Yeah, and like Superman considers uh, stopping the Hulk <laughs> for going on a rampage. And they're like, no, don't do it, man. Um, but then you get that
0: dichotomy when they start fighting in the second issue where Cap and uh, and Batman are just fighting each other and they're equal in their fighting style and Batman's like I know you're stronger than me but this is going to take you a long time how about we just work together and figure out what is going on here
1: yeah and that was an interesting turn because like Cap was pissy in the last issue mm-hmm. um, so again reading issue two first, I was kind of weird I was like wait because like Cap is the Cap is the tactical leader of the Avengers. Yeah. As, you know, I guess Superman is the leader of the JLA, but um, he is not the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he never fights Superman, I guess. So it's like, yeah. It the, the pairing there was like, it was odd uh, going from issue to issue, but it, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Uh, it does
0: also show a fascinating thing with the dichotomy of each team, where you have, like, Batman kind of being the second, but he is the tactician, but yes. then the tactician of the Avengers is the first, and this, and, like, Thor is the Superman, and he's, like, the second.
1: Totally, totally. Um, and then, you know, other pairings, like, um... Uh, oh, Flash and Hawkeye was great. Yeah, oh, for the, the Quip, the Quippy Boys. Um... And then also like you know just his his rivalry with with um Oliver like you, mm-hmm. you see like in the background like when they're partying in the 30s when things are all fucky, like you see them like shooting arrows at each like they're shooting the arrows through each other's arrows and stuff like in the background and it's just cutesy stuff like that. Um, There's also yeah, and weird
0: then, with redemption in a lot of those segments mm-hmm. too, like with how coming back is like, <laughs> and even Barry is like, <laughs> why why are we not in the future <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. like, what yeah.
0: happen? what happens to us
1: yeah <laughs> yeah oh that gets pretty awkward when they uh, see all that shit yeah and like um, and,
0: but i really like that moment where, uh where Hal goes you know that wally kid like yeah. he's a good kid he's gonna do really well for you
1: should we start by talking about the setup and the villains or the, yeah the, the, uh, i'm gonna the, turn it <laughs> over
0: i'm gonna turn that whole description to you though because you've read it way more than me
1: Sure so it is um it's Krona who's in the DC universe and is grand and there's grandmaster from the Marvel universe uh i feel like i know much more about grandmaster just because jeff goldblum exists but um, yeah, I think
0: it's krona is like <laughs> is kind of like a non-deflated guardian like he, he i believe he's from the Oh Republic
1: sure yes
0: and left before they did the whole ring shenanigans
1: Totally. So he's just trying to find like the the meaning of existence and shit, right? Like he's just trying to find, um, you know, he's he's very interested to see like how worlds and universes are created. And he's like, you know, he's like, we we gotta go back, we gotta see how this goes. He's like looking at like looking at the hands thing and then everything blows up because you're not supposed to see that shit. (laughs) Um, so he basically starts a game with the grandmaster, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't remember the exact details of the um Oh, okay, so Grandmaster's like, hey, I'll show you I'll show you this dude who can tell you some shit if you play this game with me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so they they, you know, they have chess pieces. And their chess pieces are the Justice League and the Avengers from their respective universes. So inadvertently, these two superhero teams are so they are fighting against each other, but they do not realize that they are fighting um for these two dudes mm-hmm. um i believe the avengers are fighting for Krona and the jla for grandmaster
0: and they're all trying to
1: get artifacts from both worlds it's a scavenger hunt yeah it's a scavenger hunt it's ridiculous <laughs> do you remember what the items are do you remember any of
0: um, um i'm gonna try to see how many i can get i know there is the ultimate nullifier from them
1: from oh, Marvel. sure
0: uh, mm-hmm. The Infinity Stones. Um,
1: Sorry, the Soul Gems. You mean The soul, uh, soul Gems?
0: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, totally and like the Cosmic Cube is separate in that, I believe. Yes. Um, and those are the three
1: I remember from Marvel. Uh, I know uh, the Casket of Ancient Winters is yeah, here. No idea what that is. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think that was in Thor One. If you, mm. uh, that was the thing that like the Frost Giants wanted. Uh, the sense. Wands of What I don't know what that is. The I'm Evil assuming Watoom. that's Moon Knight something. Yeah, probably. Uh, DC, on the other hand, they have had the box, yeah, right? Mother
0: box, power battery. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I had those and I just lost it. A boom tube, right? Uh,
1: no. Uh, they had the orb of raw. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Medusa mask, the Medusa, the Medusa mask, the bell, the wheel, and the jar. I don't know that. I don't know what that is, but the Medusa yeah. mask is so fascinating because I never hear
0: it called that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, I always think uh, about
0: uh, what's his name that uses it. I can't remember his name either now, but anyways.
1: I'm assuming it's not Medusa, but. Uh, <laughs> no, it's
0: not. But like, you can yeah. change emotions.
1: Right. Um, the spear of Ra... the Spe- the orb of Ra and the spear of destiny. Excuse me. Spear
0: destiny is fascinating. That's
1: mm-hmm. yeah, supposedly um, the spear that pierced Jesus.
0: What? Okay. Yeah. All right, DC. <laughs> But like, uh, okay. like, uh, as a small side note, like the Phantom Stranger, right? He shows up later on, and he's yes, it? he does. And it's uh, really fascinating what DC, what, what DC, doing all all of this religious subtext because the Phantom Stranger, in the '80s, got reimagined to be literally Judas, and so he's like, he's trapped to walk eternity because he betrayed Jesus. Oh my god! Yeah, it's oh, yeah.
1: super fascinating. It's one of the most fascinating characters that doesn't yes. get a lot of screen time. Gotcha. Um, I like how Kyle, like, well, this is Kyle Rayner, right? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but it's just his power battery. They go yeah. to his apartment. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, the- why well, that- am power battery? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, right. So, so they are like basically crossing over each other's universes, thinking that if they fail, their universe will be destroyed. And that's mm-hmm. uh, not totally true. Um, but right. So, so they cross each other's universes and, uh, Issue two, issue two of four, uh, mm-hmm. is basically the bulk of that issue is the um, it's the scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, issue one being like, hey, Marvel uh, DC's like, oh, Marvel's world is weird. Like, I think they said the Earth is physically smaller in the Marvel universe. Um, like, they they like they transport to where Metropolis would be, and it's just like grasslands. <laughs> Which and they're like,
0: kind of huh. makes sense for how like how many heroes are in hub areas like that,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, it's literally called Central City for God's sakes, um, right? So so and then, then there's a lot more of that. Like they go to like, um, do they go to Asgard in here? Or I yes, As-
0: they, they, they go to, to
1: Asgard and okay. one woman fights Marvel Hercules.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> my favorite line in that too is like, "Are you the Hercules that kill uh, that killed?" Uh,
1: is this the spoiler of Hippolyta?
0: Yeah,
1: and he and he goes um, yes, <laughs> basically. I would not use those words myself, but I did have the honor of, and then he gets punched. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Arthur Curry's fighting the She-Hulk, uh, which seems Yada, like a Yada. weird power dynamic there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, okay, so Pietro Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is like trying to figure out, like, he, um, trying to figure out the Speed Force because mm-hmm. that's obviously not a thing in the in uh, Marvel, and. Uh, Wanda, Scarlet Witch her chaos magic is going fucking nuts in yeah. the DC universe. Um, I don't remember if that was explained. I don't know they, I know she talks about how it's different it's like a
0: different type of power right? and then at some point they show her and Zatanna like tapping into it together
1: Yes, that is a cool that's a cool mm-hmm. like two page spread where you see like they're it kind of does like the face off thing where, Yeah, you know, like, just F, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool <laughs> And they're they're kind of like uh they're kind of like like psychically scouting, seeing what's mm-hmm. going on, and um you know it's cool like there's there's um I'm looking at this like literally the middle of issue two, where it's like Satana and Scarred Witch, and you also see like the the conversations between the teams yeah you like the DC side talking on one side and the Marvel on the other side, and it's just it's really cool parallelism, and they're trying to kind of figure each other out like. Um, Iron Man's kind of like, st- like stroking the Mother Box, <laughs> like trying to see what's what's going on there, um, and um, I guess it's w- Wally West, right? Um, yeah, it, it would be Wally West if they haven't switched yet. Yes, Wally uh, is like he's like putting on a thing that's steel made, so he can gather speed force so he can use it in the marvel universe I think. yeah that
0: I mean, um uh, which i mean it's a, it's a good deus ex thing because when he goes over there he can't access
1: it so it gives him the ability to run around still yeah uh it's fun stuff and then um yeah some more interesting pairings like you know uh red tornado versus vision and you know Synthetic dudes. <laughs> um, There's also that
0: one scene though, when in the big fight near the end, where I think it's Martian Manhunter and Vision collide, going in, they and phase foil. through yeah. each other. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, so basically, um, Cap and Bats are figuring out what's actually happened. They, they find se- they find security co- recordings between Koa and Grandmaster, which I think is ridiculous. Um, but there's also this great part where, like, you you kind of see um, you see Superman uh, shit talking the Avengers to to mm-hmm. Arthur, and Cap is watching this, and Adam's kind of like, uh, I think what he meant was uh, <laughs> he's like trying to kind of to be like, ah, I'm sorry, sure he didn't mean that. But um, oh, here's a great image: Dark Side with the Infinity Gauntlets.
0: Yeah, and he tries to use it, and he's like, Well, this is pointless. It doesn't work here.
1: Yeah. Um, they do z- seem designed to affect reality, but another reality they do not function here. Um, so yeah, then they get to the Savage Lands um, and the last thing is the Cosmic Cube and mm-hmm. it, it it goes into like the Smash Bros. Everyone is here. Oh, well, not the most everyone is here. That's later in the yeah. main series. Um, but it just goes wild. Everyone's fucking punching each other. Um, but then it's the Thor and Superman fight that where things kind of go off the rails.
0: Yeah, because uh, Superman demolishes Thor and everybody's like, he just knocked
1: out Thor. Well, we gotta murder yes, this man. They're really mad. They're really upset to see that. But like, yeah. Superman was really upset. He was like, tell yourself that, mister. Ease yourself to sleep at night while you let your world go to hell. Where I come from, lives matter. And he has the death eyes. Like, he has red eyes, and he's going to fucking blast him. Um, he stops Mjolnir with his hand, which is wild. And it's just the dial goes up to 11, which is like, I'm not sure this is the appropriate time for a movie reference. Yeah, it's, um, sure it's a bit odd in this, because at times, he's really well done, I think. But then <laughs> at other
0: times, he's just kind of like an action hero, the way his dialogue's written.
1: Yeah, that's, that's kind of funny, but um yeah, so anyway, um what else? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh Kyle uses the cosmic cube to charge his battery.
0: Yeah, that was super interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um Cap throws the game uh and he lets uh grandmaster win, I think, but Chrono's like, "No, fuck that." <laughs> and he just starts fucking punching the grandmaster. Just beating him Yes, because he wants to see what Grandmaster promised, and it is Galactus' destroyer of worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he beats him up, too. Like, this guy just loves beating up people, I guess. Kronos seems to have anger issues. <laughs> like, <laughs> he needs honest. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of issue three, when things just kind of, like...
0: <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's good parts of issue three and four, but at the same time, it feels really messy. Mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know if kirby's ever talked about this but he talked about it in his avengers run where basically he's like this is the only chance i might ever have to write the avengers so i'm going to write all the characters i want and it ended up kind of burning him in the end because he wrote too many characters
1: <laughs> right and I,
0: and I I wonder if the same issue happened here because george prez also has a thing where he's like i want to draw every character in the universe and, yeah.
1: I, and I think those yeah. end
0: scenes really become that when they're like when, when eventually they figure out what's going on with Kronos and stuff after he tries to merge the worlds and try to <laughs> erase their memories, uh, which is super fascinating. Uh, they just go to war with every villain.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the the cover of that cover is it's dense. It's dense, <coughs> it but I would love dense. to have that on a big old poster. Yeah, Um. it's, 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 it's insane. I, 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 Jesus, I didn't even notice that oracle's avatar is just floating there mm-hmm. uh right next to giant man <laughs> what okay um and there there are some people who are the, they like not everyone can fly so i just noticed that there are like a lot of people who are just being transferred mm-hmm. by different green lanterns which i think is really funny my uh,
0: favorite thing too is like how random some of the characters appearances will be like all of a sudden the fantastic four are there because they needed a <laughs> plot point and so like oh we can plug the fantastic four into this plot point
1: oh yeah that's true yeah um, um also Classic man is is in different places because he's stretchy yeah
0: <laughs> and there's that weird beginning part i think in issue four, when it opens up a spider-man i'm like is this the only time we've ever seen spider-man in all four of these yeah. issues?
1: i don't even think he has dialogue but yeah yeah
0: he's um, just saving someone randomly
1: yeah um so let's kind of i kind of want to scroll through the um uh just I'm kind of swimming through issue three and just seeing like where the weird crossovers are. Like for example, mm-hmm. I think um Black Canary and Hawkeye are a thing. Yeah, that's um, like that was the part that threw me off because like when I was reading it, I'm like, <laughs> hmm, this doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and then there's like I think there's um Doctor Doom's in the Source Wall. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know what. Super
1: f- fascinating. I didn't know what was going on there. That was that yeah, was,
0: especially like if you have no idea what the source wall is. That I don't alone know what the source is, wall is. Basically, <laughs> I, I'm I'm probably gonna butcher what the actual definition of it is. Oh sure. But it's basically like a seal of the DC universe to make sure the universe doesn't collapse in on itself. And it's a bunch of like old gods that basically when they die they oh, just well. become part of the source wall, or they yeah. or they'll capture like really bad <laughs> villains and put them in there too.
1: You, you gotta have your source wall.
0: Yeah, like um, in the in the news, just like they destroy the source wall and bad mm-hmm. things happen.
1: So, so let's let's get some context. So, issue three. Yeah. Um, so, issue two ended with Crona fucking destroying um, Galactus and Grandmaster's. Like, hey, I'm gonna use these artifacts uh, as like my de- my nuclear deterrent. Mm-hmm. And like as he's dying, he's like, I'm gonna use these things. I'm gonna create a new universe. I guess is what he does. Because yeah, at least try to. Yeah, that's what issue three is like. This is um, this is an alternate. I don't know if you call it a timeline or a different universe. Where like the JLA and the Avengers like crossing over There's is buddies. like a reg- is a regular thing. Like they have like parties.
0: Yeah, they have a <laughs> recreation of um of a Justice League issue cover, and they're like as a frame picture, where like yes. the Justice League are coming out of the smoke, and the Avengers are on the table yes and that's a yeah. parody of like when earth 2's justice league or the justice society is around the table and the
1: justice league are coming out of the smoke that's that's just I mean, like i want to say that's clever like at the <laughs> same time that's kind of like you know wink wink no, like that's when else are you gonna get a chance to yeah get, when else are you are gonna know? be able
0: to parody something like, like that
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah a lot of other and, things and like... the
0: thing about the parties too is like the avengers have parties all the time <laughs> like that is just a thing that happened in the comics back then like i yeah, have annuals funny. on annuals where it ends with them having some kind of party mm-hmm. yeah. i think there's one where it ends with them playing baseball <laughs> so it's like
1: wow just like the twilight movie um yeah, yeah. so it,
0: it's super fast and but what I, what I love too is like they did it in the first issue a bit but my favorite thing is when they show them fighting each other's battles in a weird way like, yes. all of a sudden there's this bad guy in 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 the Avengers universe, which or the Marvel universe, which is a DC bad guy, but they're fighting
1: as a team to beat him, yeah, and that's that's super fascinating, too. Yeah, there was even some of that in issue one where, like, you mm-hmm. know, like the fucking starro things are in the Marvel, and they universe. just didn't know what was happening, yeah, um, but yeah, no, they they like, um, when um, Cap and Soups are like confused because they're mm-hmm. the only ones who like realize that something's wrong, that this is not what. Reality is. And they just start um, screaming at each other. Yeah, and like J- J- Janet's like, "Hey, you remember that one time um when Amazon and Ultron bent together? <laughs> we had to switch worlds to beat them." Or like, let's see, the Grim Reaper and the Key had the Serpent Crown, or Kang and the Lord of Time. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's wild. Um, and yeah, they they get into an argument, and then this is where things start to get confusing for me, because mm-hmm. like when when cap and soups realize what's going on and they like fight each other that breaks the universe
0: yeah I, <laughs> th- like these last two issues have some really confusing plot points for me too as even Absolutely. as a long time reading a reader and there's another thing too like we metrons r- just running around the guy in the chair he's just around and i don't know what his point was i don't know what the point of metron was in this whole book I don't know. He
1: seems comfy on that chair, just observing.
0: I always thought yeah. that was his
1: thing. I,
0: well, that's kind of yeah. He's just he's kind of like the watcher, where he just knows everything. Yeah. Um,
1: the watcher also in this miniseries. And doesn't say. <laughs> hanging outside. He's hanging outside the watchtower. He's on the moon, looking through the windows of the watchtower. And I think and Oliver Queen's like, a... well, I don't like that dude.
0: Yeah, I think there's one point where the, in the first issue, because he shows up in the first issue too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think it's Green there's like, are you just not going to say anything? Like, we, who are you? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like I think it's a thing where they become the realization that they are like they're not right, nothing's right there. That's where the worlds start not combining anymore because now people are like they can't mesh. So I think that's what's cracking it is that fight because they realize something's wrong.
1: Right. And then it kind of um it kind of bleeds into the rest of the world. Into mm-hmm. The rest of the worlds rather, where like things are either snowy or on fire um, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. like people the the civilians are being displaced yeah like there is a there's a cab driver who's from the dc universe he is stuck in the marvel universe he's this, this middle eastern man from a fictional country in the dc universe and he see, he goes through and is like hey i know you these people said that my, my country doesn't exist um so a yeah. lot of fuckery going on
0: and yeah when that and that it happens like don't they like all basically get knocked out and they wake up in
1: that mess and they're like what is happening pretty much and then they have um you know corona's face shows up yeah <laughs> like like fucking zordon or something like that um and, and a spaceship uh, isn't a spaceship just galactus body oh yeah i think that's a little later but yeah oh, yeah, but yeah they superman and iron man go up for reconnaissance because like the, there's like this divide between the two worlds, and they, they see what's happening, and it's a two page spread of giant hands pushing the Marvel and DC Earths together. Yeah, it is ridiculous. There is there is a moon, and then there's a second moon that's broken.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then Tony says it's not possible. Can't be seeing this. And Superman just goes, and I think this dialogue is crazy. He says. You're not seeing this, not literally. It's our minds trying to comprehend to process what we're witnessing in a way we can grasp. But the thing yeah. is, the funny thing about that line is like
0: spoil, like feature spoilers, but mm-hmm. at the end of the last book, when they're like, what are we going to do about our world? And the specter just shows up and he's like,
1: yeah, let me fix it. Yeah, let me just, it. I, I like, got, I well, got my own was, giant hands. That
0: was real because the specter's real. We know he's
1: real. Yeah, Insane. It's yeah, absolutely crazy yeah. so then they all shoot laser beams and then it explodes again and then I don't know then they're back at Avengers of Mansion and Jarvis is like oh man the house is blown up uh, but it's okay we're all good so let's all oh yeah Phantom Stranger's here and then they he's all... basically like
0: I know where I think
1: he's like I know where the Grandmaster is let's go talk to him Jesus what a sex sex I yeah.
0: mean that's Phantom Stranger's character in a lot of ways though. I was like totally. I know the answer here
1: totally um, I love this image of the the DC and Marvel Earths are like um Venn diagrams and Kronas like stuck in between them like <laughs> yeah. a baby. He's like isn't he like laughing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you'd find that funny, but yeah, yeah sure. Um, he's,
0: he's like haha, my worlds.
1: Yeah. So Grandmaster is giant. He's yeah, he's a big huge. boy. Um and he's, like,
0: like, and he's, he's 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 quite ugly at this point.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. He is no Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, so you can save both your worlds, but here's here are the worlds. Here, here is the sequence of events you're going to restore if you succeed. And then it's just yeah, like, it's a
0: weird thing where they combined it and rewrote mm-hmm. history because of it. Because, because I, yeah. I, I don't think we established that like Kyle Rayner isn't Green Lantern. It's Hal, mm-hmm. and uh, Barry's the Flash.
1: And, Mary isn't fucking dead.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a few other things where it's just
1: like certain characters are just different. Arthur like, Curry still has both his hands. Yeah, yeah. It's funny
0: that's mostly the DC characters that get reversed. And I think I honestly think it's just because they wanted to play with those characters.
1: Uh apparently Hank Pym is not a wife beater. <laughs> Which, I mean, maybe that's a positive we can keep. Because yeah, because he sees he sees him slapping Janet in the face and like standing like like, I don't know, it feels like a trial with the Avengers, but yeah, I guess in this all street universe, it was not. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, um, Jason Todd's dead, Batman breaks his back, mm-hmm. uh, yada yada yada. Um, oh, yeah, Vision and Wanda, so they lost their kids,
0: yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing, but that's a not know uh, It's a whole thing where Wanda goes kind of breaks mentally for like I think the first major time it happens, is she makes up children, yeah. And so, like, there's a whole, like, storyline with them where Vision has to find a way to tol- break it to Wanda that, like, these kids that we have that we've grown up with, like, they're not real. Sure. And, uh,
1: but there's also that really messed up scene where Vision's, like, skinless. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love that. Um, WandaVision coming to Disney Plus uh, soon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, also Tony Stark's alcoholism. That's another thing they show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death of Superman... Uh, Hal Jordan with a bunch of rings smirking like an evil yeah. person. Um, I think they
0: show, I, I think uh, if they don't show it, they talk about it very passing mm-hmm. to save the universe.
1: Yeah. So everyone's pretty gung ho. It's like, okay, this looks bad, but we have to like restore and like mm-hmm. stabilize everything. Uh, the only one who does not look psyched is Wanda.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fair.
1: She <laughs> yeah, has a yeah.
0: of breaks Because of it.
1: That is sure. So then issue four is like, hey, we're, we're finally teaming up. We're, we're gonna do the thing. We're gonna we're gonna fly to Corona and I don't know, beat the shit out of him. Um, meanwhile, all the B listers are on the ground saving people, like Spider Man and Daredevil, and um, the Teen Titans are there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't tell if that's Static Shock or Black Lightning, but <laughs> it's probably Black Lightning. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they would put Static <laughs> Shock in the comics yet. Yeah, it's that's probably true. Um, yeah, so, you know, the, it's a lot, a lot of talky-talk. Uh, Vision gets mad because it's like, I want my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they calm them down, and then they make a ship, which is like powered by like the Speed Force and Thor's hammer. Which uh, I mean, why not? Yeah. And then, you know, it's a lot of talky-talk-talk talk, and Cap, Cap, he's like, okay, I'm gonna fucking force meditate from the ship and you lead the troop soups. Here's my shield. Um, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, it's nice, I guess. Which which builds to a very cool scene. Absolutely. Um, right. So they get to Cronus' um, ship or island or hideout or whatever, and it is Galactus' corpse. Um, and oh shit! Wait, are these are these henchmen? Are they AIM people?
0: Oh yeah, it's the henchmen from every universe. It seems like there's AIM. That's... I think there, there's Hydra in there. There's. Uh... <laughs>
1: There's parademons. Parademons. Um, oh, man. So yeah. all the cannon fodder.
0: Yeah, all the cannon fodder, all the all the B-list villains, every all
1: the rogues gallery that you don't care about. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so then it's just a ground assault, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the core team's doing a ground assault. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Green Lantern yell Avengers assemble. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. God, Gs yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they don't have a Justice League slogan, so. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um Justice League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so then some fuckery starts going on. Because like yeah. there's like reality ripples. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's just right, that's just the excuse, right? Just to get everyone on the roster, just to make an appearance.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is. And at the same time, to re put like Barry and Hal in their places. Well, maybe not Barry, but mostly Hal because that like Spectre comes in later and that's like that's important. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it
0: was super fascinating to see like them basically breaking reality as they're doing this to to get more characters in.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, (laughs) Capiel's. John, update the newcomers. Feed a status board direct into their minds. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I guess he could do that, which yeah. is cool. Um, Intrusive Thoughts by Marshawn Hunter. Jesus, yeah. So it's, it's, this is just, at this point, it's just the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like cameos. Like, oh, here's, here's Batroc. Here's per- Batroc fighting Batman. Here's Prometheus fighting Cap. Yada, yada, yada. Like, the su- the suits are changing. Mm-hmm. So, like, Superman does have that weird, like, mm-hmm. electric blue thing that I was talking about. He has a mullet at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, a-, a lot of very cutesy references, I guess is what you would call them. Yeah, a little, like, deep cuts for fans. Totally. Um, yeah, Hal turns into Kyle. <laughs> um,
0: Which, my favorite thing, though, is Kyle remembers what happened. So, he's like, why am I here? And he's still blue.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like no time passed. Yeah, yeah even Cap's shield changes while it's yeah, in it, it changes into like the futuristic shield that he gets. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's just it's it's nonsense. It's absolute. It's just it's just, oh, just yeah. It's
0: it's just uh, rise of Rise of Skywalker. It's yeah. all that's it.
1: Sure, but then they see um, they see uh, who is it? Eternity and Kismet. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget which ones from which universe. Um,
0: um,
1: I think Kismet is DC, maybe. But I don't know, actually don't know. But they're like the two, like entities who kind of. Um, I don't know. They're, they're like the like the universal avatar, the representative. The yeah, attorneys yeah. is from Marvel, and I believe. Kismet's from DC. Correct. Um, so you know they they ha- they use the, their imagery like throughout the series like um you know it's like once upon a time there's a universe and they have like a like a Milky Way galaxy and like Eternity's hand or something like that mm-hmm. um and the way they represent the Marvel and DC universes combining is uh, Eternity and Kismet are boning basically <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> like, and like in the pre- in the prelude to issue they're like doing like a weird tango dance.
1: Yeah, and there's, like, something kind of, um, um, I can't find the word for it. It's, it's, it's kind of not, it's kind of, like, um, bittersweet. Yeah, you it reminds me
0: of, like, a renaissance painting, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, where, yeah. It's, it, you know, there's some sadness somewhere in this.
1: Yeah, um, oh, man, um, I'm just kind of scrolling through and some crazy, like, they think that, um, fucking, uh, I don't know if it's Wally or Barry, or... um, One of the Flashes, and Hawkeye is supposedly dead. Mm -hmm. Um, Vision's about to fucking die, so he shoots a bunch of solar energy at Superman. Um, Thor is getting rocked, so he throws Mjolnir, and Superman catches it! Mm -hmm. Um, So now he has the shield and the hammer, and he throws me you know, um you know he like smashes through walls and they're about to fight Krona, but um it turns out the Flash and Hawkeye are still alive and they blow up a thing with an arrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh and that's that's it. Um uh uh Hal Jordan, what's his face? Um Spectre,
0: yep.
1: right? Yep. He he separates the two Earths. Yeah, just, it comes it up a big struggle for him to do that. I know he just like, <laughs> Uh, he just pushes them physically, which, like, yeah, you're right. That's ridiculous. Um, And then it's, it shows, like, Kiss and Eternity, like, like having, like, longing, je- like, mm-hmm. gesturing longingly at each other as they, like, slowly separate.
0: But my favorite thing is, like, they watch the Earths get set, the universes get separated, but they're just still sitting on the corpse of Galactus. Well, it's like,
1: reforming, right? Yeah, like, yeah. um, the, the, the arm starts coming out because Galactus is coming back to life. Um... So, so yeah, it's nice. Then they go back to the world. Uh, It's just the tale has reached an ending. And then they salute. Superman says, whether we fear we do too much or not enough. Cap says, we keep trying. Glad to have met all of you. And then Wanda does the goddamn, like, what did we learn on the show tonight? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And now that we've come together, worked together, overcome our differences, we're forced to return to incompatible worlds but I suppose that's how it has to be. And it's like, again, no subtlety needed. Nope. Um, <laughs> it's just like, yes, I get it. <laughs> Which, well, um,
0: in a way, like they're trying to capture kind of like a golden age of comics, and that's kind of how those messages get hammered in.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, it works. I'm making fun of it, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Yes, these are why these are two distinct universes. This is what these are the flaws and the strengths they both have. And this is why if they were to actually merge, this would never work out. That would be a goddamn mess. Um and then Grandmaster's Alive and Corona's an egg, which comes back later to something I've never read, so fuck if I know what happens to him. Um Jelly Adventures.
0: There, there's a good line after they separate the worlds where Sup tries to go pick up the hammer again. <laughs> and basically Thor's like, okay, okay, buddy, don't get a big head. My dad, <laughs> yeah. my dad put a spell on it that your yeah. greatest time of need you could pick it up. And so like it's kind of like taking back any kind of idea that Superman was worthy enough to hold the hammer which I think is kind of silly. Sure, but sure, really funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of And then, and then like I that. think Grandmaster says until like next time or something like that to like allude that this <laughs> would happen again. Yeah. And, and what's yeah. super fascinating about that is they've been kind of teasing that. Uh, Doomsday Clock did a Doomsday tease, Clock right? teased it. Um, the newest Thor
1: books kind of oh, teased you exp- it. Can you explain both of those teases?
0: Yeah. So um, I don't have the issues on him because that would take forever to find. But Doomsday Clock, there is they were talking about crises, like Ms. Dr. Manhattan was seeing the future and seeing different mm-hmm. crises and he talked about a secret crisis, which is Secret Wars crisis put together, and then mm-hmm. showed pictures of, like, the Hulk and Superman fighting and stuff, and that's supposed to
1: take place in 2031, I think
0: they said. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: yeah. And just probably, put a year on it. <laughs> probably when AT&T and Disney merge into one yeah. giant conglomerate. Yeah. that's because, what happened. um Because I, I, I don't... AT&T and Disney were not the owners of these properties yeah. back when this... um back when this crossover happened, so um now now they're like now that those corporations are super competitors like i don't see this happening yeah in this decade <laughs> honestly
0: they have they would have to do it like behind the the big wigs backs honestly like they yeah. have to get a point where the comics are just not under any scrutiny and they just do it yeah um, um but in thor um and there's uh, also been other references recently in other books but these are the two that come to mind and thor the recent thor donny kate's they talk about kind of like the heat death of the universe in a lot of ways, but <laughs> but more of like something evil that's coming after Galactus, and they show it consuming one world, and it shows like all the colors of the Justice League, and it talks about how there's like gods on this earth and stuff, and it destroys <laughs> that earth. Mm-hmm. So like it's referencing all the Justice League stuff. There was a Wonder Woman reference recently somewhere too, but I don't remember what where and a, right. in the Marvel looks um,
1: Right, right, right. Um. <laughs> Didn't Hawkeye call the Justice League, they called them like um uh Squadron Supreme wannabes mm, at some yeah. point. At
0: which, at which I think Squadron Supreme was Marvel's answer to the Justice League at
1: that one point. Right, right. Like I think there are some very clear parallels there. But um yeah. I th- there's a fucking scene where someone says, Watch out, Captain Marvel, and it's both Marvel and Shazam yep. saying thanks because yeah. they're both right next to each other. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah, a lot, a lot of cutie cutie nudge nudge stuff like that. Which so,
0: is like, is it? Chris, when like when you read this as a kid, growing mm-hmm. up, right? What do you, like? What do you? How do you think the book itself influenced you from tra- that transition from DC to
1: Marvel? I I wouldn't say it swayed me because it was definitely the movies that swayed me, but it mm-hmm. gave me like a good reference point. Um, like now, you know, now I read the voices differently mm-hmm. because of the movies, but. Um, I think the fact that this that this um that this title very explicitly drew parallels mm-hmm. helped me to understand those Marvel concepts better in like a Rosetta Stone kind of way. Yeah. I mean honestly this is a good crash course to both universes. Totally, totally. Um as, as like incomprehensible as it eventually gets. Mm-hmm. Um definitely like all the all the big idea stuff that they talk about. Um, definitely helps to you know, like kind of outline what these two universes are both about. hmm And it's like in twenty twenty it's just it it's 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 a novelty, you know, because we have no clue for corporate reasons like if this will ever happen again. Mm-hmm um and even like the book itself is kind of rare at this point because
0: they're not they don't reprint the hardcover they don't reprint the softcover so you either find those old versions of it or you find the single issue somewhere
1: totally yeah um yeah you know i i had always thought a lot about um i've been thinking a lot about movie preservation and game preservation but Mm -hmm. um comic book preservation is something i that's kind of a blind spot with me
0: yeah no, uh, it, it, it's a it's a interesting thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's getting harder and harder with some of the older books and like some of the companies that just didn't matter. They didn't survive. Holy, so like.
1: yeah. So when say if you wanted to read like those weird amalgam stuff or mm-hmm. whatever, like, can you? I, I can't imagine there's somewhere you can find it officially in a digital format. Um, I, I'll
0: search real fast. Um, but um, yeah, it, like those kind of things are super fascinating, and I think about even really the Silver Age and the the Golden Age stuff of comics because comics back in like the fifties and the forties they were made to be read and thrown away like they they weren't they weren't sure, made yeah. to be preserved. that's why they were fifteen cents, right, right, yeah, right. and so a lot of those just get lost because they weren't made on good paper that no one cared about them yeah it's it, it's super fascinating, and then you see these like crossovers, yeah, like the licensing of them is ridiculous,
1: <laughs> right, yeah, um, yeah, and when you have two giant conglomerates like that, <laughs> things get a little. <laughs> Yeah. It's a little more complicated, I I assume. Um yeah, it's and you know, um I just like looking at the pictures.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's George Perez' art is always
1: just stunning. Yeah. Um it's it's kinda like a Smash Bros. thing where it's like they look like they belong next to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Um I I assume he's worked on both titles.
0: Yeah, he uh he worked um Lost, you know you know about you know about crisis right yes uh have you ever seen the original crisis books
1: uh, i i know what they look like yeah <laughs> he he did all the art for those yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like like he he
0: he's had his hand in all kinds
1: of i'm things. i'm thinking about earth's crashing against each other and people mm-hmm. with their arms up and being like no like, yep, that that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's him. yeah um yeah and it's it's cool seeing those aesthetics actually kind of blend together pretty deeply mm. uh, i mean this the first like you know the first issue cover it's just it's the big three of both of, of both teams yep uh and it just it just looks it looks right it looks right in like the way that they're all kind of looking
0: shocked at the same time. Yeah. Again, it gives me that vibe of old like horror movies and stuff where it's just the cover of someone looking at something super scary and you don't know what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. and, and at the same time, it kind of gives you the idea of like this, the the fans at the time, they're like, well, what's going to be in this book? Am okay. I good? Are they going to make me hate one side more than the other? Yeah. Which I think, in the amalgam stuff, they did try to do that, like really make one side evil and one side good, which I think was d c was good and Marvel was evil <laughs> weird, uh, yeah, if I remember correctly because i read a, I read a lot of those in like library editions, but I don't remember them completely, but mm-hmm. it sure did feel like that more so in the amalgam stuff than it did in this
1: right um, yeah i it to me it's it's just kind of a a shame that corporations just have a stronghold on all these properties because mm-hmm. yeah, no. this, this seems like a fun thing that I did. And it's kind of sad seeing, um I can't speak of the comics, but the current iterations of the movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: Very different paths they've taken. Um, uh, I was rewatching Justice League... The sorry Joss just uh, league, as the fans call it. Sorry for your loss. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh And I I'm actually in the because I have uh, I have HBO Max, which is now available on most devices. Um, uh, Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. And I remember remember when Batman v Superman was supposed to come out the same day as Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, and what's super fascinating about that? <laughs> How, like, I, I <laughs>
0: Is I like one movie more than the other, and um, it's not the Marvel one.
1: <laughs> Weird.
0: But, but again, at the same time, there's nostalgia built into it. There's uh-huh. stuff that I wanted to see in both that I saw in one and didn't see in the other. But again, it's but it's easy, I could easily say that Civil War is a better movie. But it's like, what did I enjoy more? That's a whole different other story. And sure and i think they both try to tackle the same issue surprisingly but both handled them poorly and i th- and i do think Civil war handles it better than uh, batman versus superman mm-hmm. because there's mis- there's real big mischaracterizations mischaracter- in parts of batman versus superman
1: they f- both batman and superman are assholes in that movie yep, yep. <laughs> that's my view of batman v superman
0: and then at some point in the third act they finally figure out that hey guess what these aren't our characters
1: yeah um It's a real heel turn from yeah. there, and and it's interesting. They, they both tackle similar beats, like they both have like you know issues of there's there's a flashpoint, like the first, the DC one being Metropolis getting leveled, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Marvel being uh, uh Sokovia, and then uh, issues of accountability, and then there's a terrorist attack on the U.S. Capitol and in the United Nations, and then revelation uh, there's a big battle and then there's a revelation about parents that's um, yeah, it, it becomes it becomes a thing it becomes a really interesting dichotomy though of what they're asking what the what the question
0: they're asking is yeah and Batman verse superman go again this shows like the really the difference between the two universes though in a lot of ways Batman superman ends up asking what is
1: what is what is god <laughs> in a lot of ways right to- and, and so evil. Jesse, it will not stop asking that question. Lex Luthor yeah. will not shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and the symbolism in the end, like everything, it's all about mm-hmm. religious, a religionist symbol. <laughs> I'm running out of words. Symbolism in mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman. But then you get to Civil War and it's about family and it's about friendship. And again, it shows Marvel is more connected to the human problems in the world.
1: Again, it's a lot more grounded. Yeah,
0: it's, they're both they're they're both I- exemplifying what each universe is about, mm-hmm. but they just do it so weird ways. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you know, part parts of that is because I I would assume that the movies have much more corporate meddling. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Justice League is the most comically like. Um, corporate meddled movie I've ever read about. That and Suicide um, Squad man are
0: just like the most fascinating things about, oh we need to backtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like hearing about like Justice League where it's like, oh we, we gotta like, um, I don't care if this movie fails but the executives have to have their bonuses and shit like that. And this movie's gonna be exactly, it's gonna be less than two hours long. So Joss Whedon made it one hour and 59 minutes long. Which, <laughs> which what they're trying to do in that movie is not enough time. Absolutely not. Um and I'm sure Disney has their own problems, but like I feel like Feige is Kevin Feige of Marvel Studios he's is just better he's just a better figurehead. He is mm-hmm. a he is more of a visionary than um I don't know if Jeff Johns is still the dude for their movies. I but, think
0: uh, he's might have stepped down at this point. I but definitely. even even then, like yeah. after after when you hit Avengers, Feige proved like he can do this. Mm-hmm and like there was there's always been some of that some of that undercurrent stuff about directorial meddling in a lot of ways like as we saw we saw with Ant-Man and as we now we're seeing with Doctor Strange Mm 2 and directors who have not done the next movies talk about it every once in a while who are like if you're gonna do these movies you have to follow their rules so like Mm -hmm. that's super fascinating and then but then when you have a figure like Snyder who on like because I I think Jeff Johns came into it too late and then also at the same time didn't get the power I think he was expecting. Um, yeah, there, yeah. there. Snyder was really running that that show at that point, and when you have a director running the show, all your movies start to feel the same. I mean, people complain about that with the MCU, but that I think that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, and at the same time, like all the stories feel exactly the same, <laughs> and I think that becomes an issue in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. Um... So, I, you know, I, um, I did, uh, there's, uh, anyway, this is like a very sentimental thing, but uh, I think a couple years ago, I think it was for like the, some sort of Academy presentation, but it was like some sort of um, tribute to, I think the Donners, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like Richard Donner and Lauren Shulner Donner, um, mm-hmm. and they had Kevin Feige and Jeff Johns, like, yeah give speeches and they like I mean, had a photo op with each the, other. The the Donner cut of Superman two wouldn't exist without Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge Yeah thing. and like and Lauren Donner was like but Kevin Feige of the X-Men films. Yeah. So like Kevin Feige like learned a lot of ropes from her. Mm-hmm. Um along with like being you know, Kevin Feige is a Marvel fan. He knows all this he knows his shit.
0: Yeah I, I, mean, I think they're very similar in a lot of ways. I think um there's a lot of debate. <laughs> Uh, I've I've been around a lot of discourse uh, around Johns lately, which has been interesting. Um,
1: I saw Jeff it, Johns at uh, New York Comic Con 2018. That dude has big arms. That dude he's he's <laughs> kind of swole, <laughs> um, but he's passionate.
0: Like and like, I, the, and there's good criticism about his stuff. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like he's he is passionate about the characters he works on. Mm-hmm. And that definitely bleeds through. Um, if he pulls the right things out of those characters, that's debatable. That's 100% debatable. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say he made Green Lantern way too much a cop, which is fine. <laughs> I get that. But at the same time, I, that Green Lantern's is the one I mostly grew up with, next to the Kyle Rayner stuff. So like, sure, yeah. there's a weird dichotomy there. So it's super yeah. fascinating. Uh, but I think him and they though come with the same kind of passion to the characters.
1: I want them to do a panel. I, I would love that. I want them to talk for two hours just about, about characters, the, about characters, about the fundamental differences, and because I'm like a a total slut for logistics and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. corporate nonsense. Like, I want them to talk about like, yeah, they, I mean, they probably can't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but they have, who knows? You know, because the CEOs of Disney and AT and T, respectively, uh, you know, probably wouldn't like it, but i i need them i want them to talk shop you know comic panels weirder things have happened <laughs> yeah like you know i'm sure if it took disney and sony like forever to like come up with spider-man deals i don't think they'll ever be a cinematic like it took them forever to put batman and superman together
0: oh yeah it's definitely um, gonna it's gonna be like 30 years from now when they've run out of ideas <laughs>
1: Wasn't like the quote from Casada, uh, like, um, "Oh yeah, we'll make we We'll make the uh, mainstream and the Ultimate Universes crossover when we run out of ideas." Yeah, basically and they did Spider Man, <laughs> and, and like I think
0: they talked about how they have plans till like twenty thirty at this point, and I'm like, I don't know how you have those plans.
1: Is that why they did the twenty thirty one <laughs> estimates? Maybe. <laughs> um, I what. Yeah. I, what would you like to see from a future DC Marvel crossover considering the current landscapes of both universes? And that's the thing,
0: like they're they're deeply different in a lot of ways, even though they have the same core ideas
1: mm-hmm.
0: um that that this book has, their characters are so so far different. Yeah. Um, I think overall Marvel has a way more diverse cast of characters in their daily comics. But that makes Marvel feel way more bloated in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you look about like books putting out too, right? Not b- before what's happened in the, right now in the industry. They were they were the market share of the books, but they were still barely making the profits. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, Marvel's definitely bloated in a lot of its characters, but they're willing to expand their roster. Well, on the other hand, DC's like, we expand our roster, those characters die uh, not die like li- literally even though sometimes they do but like die off in their books because no one's buying them so like they're way more still in captured into that era
1: mm-hmm.
0: that this book came out in so it's super fast it would be super fascinating to see how them try to make those team-ups when there's too many characters to team up on one side
1: yeah they i mean they yeah they're both pretty bloated at this point Like yeah it's it's kind of it's it's Maybe I'm not giving it more of a shot and I only really know what they've been doing in recent years, but to me, it's just inaccessible.
0: Yeah, no. Um, and like they try to be accessible and then they fail and then they try again and then they fail and then they give up. And <laughs> now you kind of have to be like, okay, let me ask my nerd friend where it's the best place to start. Yeah. And even then I might give you five books. <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah.
0: So it, it's it's super fascinating. I think comics can be for everybody, no matter where you're at you just have to you have to it's kind of like when you're trying to dive into like a a rushing river right you have to find that one moment where it's calm enough Mm -hmm. and then you can dive in and then maybe you can swim upstream and catch up on the stuff you missed and then go to the future but sometimes just it's just everything's moving way too fast yeah yeah
1: i like Uh, that so, comic books it's like a river
0: yeah i mean yeah always um so i have some questions that i made up for you and i want to hear your opinions on them
1: hit me uh
0: so talking about crossovers if you could pick two franchises or just two characters if franchises are too big what kind of crossover would you want to see and with, with just two either franchises or characters
1: christ uh, like any
0: any any, <laughs> any but they'll get a comic book one they won't get a movie or anything it's just going to be a comic
1: book Oh man, they already did all those. Like they did fucking they did fucking Doctor Who in the next generation in a comic, didn't they?
0: Uh, they might have. I know they did Green Lantern in the Next they Generation. T- I think they
1: totally did. They did like they two had... vo-
0: they did two of those. And I think they yeah. did Planet of the Apes in Star Trek. I don't know which series though.
1: hmm Um <laughs> what? That's that's pretty stupid. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um man, that's that's a really i that's a taller question uh and that's taller to me than it would have been when i was a kid
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: because i feel like everything's been done already like yeah smash bros exists
0: that's why i think characters are really <laughs> important because like franchises definitely crossover but then you lose some of the character interactions
1: right yeah like w- listen once sonic and mario are doing olympic swimming like yeah None like the the novelty has just kind of worn off. Yeah, and like nothing surprises me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, even though I don't like Arrowverse, I could I did kind of I got a little giddy at the Ezra Miller Grant Gustin. So that that was weird, but
0: also very fascinating.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, because like it's it's pretty much what I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, no, like, yeah. to see to see two different incarnations of the same character like. Talking to each other about the differences.
0: Yep. Um, and, I, I always, and I also effects. love the um, the Tyler Holton Superman, and I think that's his last name, and the um, Brandon Routh Superman, which is the same canonical Superman from Superman Returns, I believe. Yes. It's just super fascinating there.
1: Yeah. Um, I cannot think of a good answer, so I'm going to look around my bookshelves and see two things, the first two things. Okay. Uh, Die Hard and Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay. That's a fat... That would, that would sell. I know at least
0: one of my friends who would buy that right now.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, Sir Toppin' Hat uh, is the Hans Gruber of this crossover. and He's he always been over, the Hans Gruber. Of that he has year. taken over the station and um, Thomas is at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Thomas has to roll his wheels on broken glass. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally about to make that same show. Okay, glad. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Oh, Thomas
0: has that angry face on. He's like, <laughs> have a few laughs, get a few drinks." <laughs> that's
1: really fucking funny. <laughs>
0: um, the next question is, oh, what What would you, I and mean, we kind of already talked talked about this, but what would you want to see more out of the mainstream uh, companies?
1: <sighs> I mean, what I want is never going to happen. I just want them to play nice with each other. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know who's in charge of editorial for either of these companies, but, um, Um,
0: I know, oh, well, this is the, this is the funny thing. Jim Lee is technically editor-in-chief of DC right now,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because Dan DeVito got fired recently, and they were both editors-in-chief. C.B. Busick is editor-in-chief in Marvel, and he had a controversy where he pretended to be an Asian man for the longest time. Oh, that was him? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. That's when that came out again, because he was becoming editor-in-chief. <laughs> so? so. Oh, but it, it seems like Jim Lee has a good head on his shoulders, so I hope we get some good stuff out of
1: DC. I almost met him at Comic-Con. I was a few feet away from him. I don't He's, know if I, I, he don't seems like a if I said anything. Man. <laughs> He's, <laughs> a very nice man. He's very
0: supportive of us daughter on TikTok.
1: Good for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I I don't because eventually the the conversation becomes like profits and wages. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Even, um, however, the thing is that I I know this isn't exactly your question. Um, this is more so, but like, hey, well, if they we did another crossover, but like, you know, that's kind of what I want to see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell the story would be because they kind of like did what you what you could. They did like I think be the, the the most obvious thing. I mean, no, the, the most obvious thing was a fight. Mm-hmm the smartest thing to do was an ideological war mm-hmm. and i don't know what else you would do after that
0: yeah I, honestly it probably have to be a re- re- revision of this i know mm-hmm. that, like i know there's creators out there who want to do this like they want to write this hey i, um, I hope if they
1: have good ideas yeah, have at it
0: because i know job. i saw recently that someone asked Donnie Cates, like if they did do this again would, would you and they gave it to you would you have a story he's like i've had a story for years Wow! Like oh. so, like there's creators out there who have thought about this, and I bet you, anything yeah. Scott Snyder's thought about it, and a bunch of other creators have thought about it.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm not in charge of these because I can't forget. Yeah. I, I, mean, I can't for
0: crying out loud, Grant Morrison's had like X-Men knockoffs in his books all the time, and like, uh, <laughs> uh, and like, right, and like, all in the DC stuff because he's just, he's just like, I don't care about, <laughs> I don't care about legal issues. Just make them look different enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, but super
1: fascinating. yeah, really, all I want is just like accessibility
0: (laughs) yeah no that and that's it's really important
1: i want to know what's happening (laughs)
0: um it's it's hard because like they seem like now they're pushing more and more to original graphic novels but they're not canon and they're like at random ages Mm -hmm. but i mean people are buying them they're very good sellers so that's cool people are reading comics at the same time how do you get people into the modern books
1: uh, by making them like the movies, apparently. What if we just made Nick Fury black? Yeah. No, what He's... if Nick Fury had a son who happens to look like Samuel L. Jackson and also lost his eye?
0: Yeah, that's that's that that also is an issue, too, because like now you can't have both. Like you should be able to have both and have them be separate, and that, that becomes a whole other thing. Mm hmm. Um, i do think it is good though that dc should adapt what marvel does a lot of times it has recap pages at the beginning of each of their books oh cool which kind of helps if you're jumping into the middle of an arc but it yeah. doesn't always help knowing the complete canon of anything yeah um mm-hmm. next question is uh, out of the main characters in all in this mini series who were the who was the best team up <sighs>
1: I liked the brief period of calm where Cap and Batman were detectiveing together. It's super fascinating too. Is Cap I don't ever see Cap as a detective, but and mm-hmm. uh the Winter Soldier stuff, he very much was. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, you know there are like little moments like he sees the Robin suit and he's like, "Wow, you lost a partner." Um Well, it's just funny cuz both Jason Todd and Bucky Barnes come back to life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um so that that, I think there's I think there's like there's a there's a similar reason why I like both of them are my favorite cinematic characters of their respective universes. Yeah. Um. So to me, even though it maybe wasn't like the coolest power duel, it was the most satisfying <laughs> crossover for me. Yeah, I agree. That was that was a very good one. Because mm-hmm. Steve Rogers, Bruce ba- Bruce Wayne, very different people. Very different. Um, but similar morals in a lot of ways. Yes, yeah,
0: that was cool. Um, and last question, in one sentence, why should people
1: watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Let me, let me think my, about my words really carefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and let me, <laughs> what if it's just a URL to my P.A.C.E. magazine <laughs> uh, uh, piece about why they should do just that? Um I'm true. Oh man, I need a thesaurus. Jimmy <laughs> 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 um, complimented into it. Yeah, no, it Agents of Shield shows how different parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe can occupy their own space, but the reason why this television show works the best is because it has as, as, because of its nature as a television show, it has so much more space to do more things, and boy, do they do a lot of things.
0: There you go. That's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, God, I, I love that show. It um, just came I, back. It did for its final season, and you know what? It's probably the best time. It's it's the perfect time uh, for Shield to come back, and it's the perfect time for Shield to end because um, Marvel Television, not a thing anymore. Not really. <laughs> so, so to have the thing that started all to also end it is perfect. Yep. Um, I want it to end before it gets legitimately bad, mm-hmm. and I want Kevin Feige to adopt those characters. If he not, if he does not, I'm going to find his Los Angeles home. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm going to um, kidnap all of his, his collection of baseball caps and hold them hostage. I mean, it's fair. That's, I mean, <laughs> it's the least, it's the least the man can do for you. No man should have that many baseball caps. You're, you're uh,
0: insane. <laughs> well, Chris, again, thank you for being on. This has been a lot of fun. Um, where can people find the stuff that you want to promote and follow you in your uh, thoughts about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, why there should be more crossovers and things.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, I'm at Compenderizer on Twitter. Uh, I am a freelance writer, but I am, as you mentioned, the PR coordinator for uppercuts and I do a lot of written work for them at www.uppercutcrit.com. You can also check out my uh, currently on hiatus podcast, AP Marvel, and we get a a lot, we get deep into a lot of this stuff. So things like crossovers, the nature of crossovers, and Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. is awesome, and a lot of um, political stuff as well. Uh, You can find a whole backlog of episodes there uh, on your podcast app of choice. And
0: Chris, um, is Uppercut still doing the Pride merch stuff? Uh,
1: Oh, yeah. No. um, uh, Yes, June is Pride Month. It's a weird Pride Month because we're all locked up still. on our underground bunkers. But uh, one, Jessica Cogswell uh, has curated and designed a number of wonderful Pride merchandise. Um, You can find the link on Uppercut. uh, Yeah, and I'll I'll link it again for this episode. I think I've linked it for the last one. Awesome yeah um,
0: um yeah. and last thing i know like this i, I do the show to be way positive but the world is kind of weird and dark uh, i just wanted to put out there too that in the description of this episode there will be donation links for uh and ways you can support for the stuff that's going on and uh uh for the george floyd stuff um it's important and we need to keep it around when you keep talking about it um and we need to make sure that we put our money where our mouth is so i'll have a bunch of links in the description
1: for that too yeah absolutely
0: um, so yeah no it's it's important i don't want to take the show down real fast but i just want to make sure that's in there too um but yeah again chris thank you so much this has been great um hopefully we can find another crossover to talk about
1: <laughs> in the future 2031 my friend. i'll meet you then yeah
0: okay everybody, it's Jesse again coming back in at the end to plug some of the podcast social media links and give some credits for uh, what you hear on the podcast and see on your feed. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at comicbookspod. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Matter. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com at comicbooks, uh, slash comicbooksmatter. Uh, only a dollar tier right now, and it just gives me you your support. But Soon we'll have some new content on there for you. Uh, You can reach me by email at comicbooksmatter at gmail.com if you have any questions for guests, if you have any stories about comics that impacted you, or if you want to be a guest on the show. Logo by my friend Steven. He's great, has nothing to promote, but if you see Steven, tell him he's great, and thanks for the logo. The theme is Joy in the Restaurant by David Zazetzi, and I found it on freemusicarchive.org. Thanks, everybody, and I hope you have a good rest of your weekend.